welcome to the After the Bell podcast, brought to you by Connects Education Academy. Our podcast is here to help teachers, leaders and tutors. We will be discussing the latest issues in education and sharing top tips for use in the classroom, both face-to-face or virtually. Welcome back to a brand new series of After the Bell, your weekly education podcast from Connects Academy. Georgie here and returning to focus on a new series of podcasts with Andy Bridge, a current deputy head teacher, and Debbie Davis, head teacher of primary school and an experienced SENCO. Today we begin our brand new series of After the Bell podcasts on the professional standards for teaching assistants brought to you by Connects Academy. As a learning provider for training and CPD for schools, we're critically aware of developing all staff throughout the entire workforce, not just teachers. We are all very aware of the importance of the teacher standards, but the professional standards for teaching assistants are much less well known. In this series of podcasts, we are starting to explore these standards, consider what they are and how they can be used, and explore how schools can support TAs to meet them allowing TAs to thrive in their career and have the biggest possible impact on the students they work with. So welcome Debbie, welcome Andy, great to have you back with us. Hi Georgie. Hi there, it's great to see you guys and and let's begin Andy with the professional standards for teaching assistants, could you tell us about these? Yeah of course, Um, nice to see you again Georgie, it's lovely to be back. So the professional standards for teaching assistants, as you said they're they're not really very well known um, and part of the reason for that is the DfE commissioned these standards to be written. They recognise that um, the, the, you know, the teacher part of the education workforce, we've had teacher standards for a very long time and uh, teachers are held to account for meeting those standards. But in other areas of the workforce, there was much less consistency. So they commissioned these teaching assistant standards. Um, they were written and I actually think there's some really good work in there and it's evidence informed and I think they're really high quality. Um, but unfortunately, then the, the DfE decided not to go ahead with enforcing these standards at the last minute. They decided that actually they would leave it up to individual schools to decide how best to monitor and manage their staff. So they've never been um, nationally recognised in the same way as the teacher standards as a kind of official benchmark to meet. But actually, they they are really useful. Um, so in the document, it talks about um, these standards help him create a self-improving system um, it raises the status and the professionalism of teaching assistants um, as part of a community um, of educators um, and, and I think it really helps to clarify and recognize the the skill set that's involved in performing that role to a really high standard. Thanks so much Andy and I think that's a really good sort of starter point for uh, us to start these conversations. So Debbie why are we even referring to these standards if they're not actually just something that's been uh, enforced throughout the schools? Well I mean that's a good question Georgie and the professional standards for teaching assistants are not particularly well known like Andy says or used in schools it's in this podcast we can explore where the standards actually come from and Andy's outlined this and thanks for that Andy. Uh, We can also look at the research that underpins them and and explore how schools can use them to have the biggest and best possible impact and we'll refer to the document a lot uh, through the the series of podcasts because it's, it's really helpful it's useful and for me the part which underlines the rationale um 
of the review is, is powerful. And the aim of the review was to establish a set, a set of standards for teaching assistants that um, you know, offer clear and e clear and easy to understand and use, and, and inform performance management processes, and steer professional development of, of teaching assistants at all levels, and also just inspire confidence in teaching assistants and ensure that schools use their skills and expertise to to the best effect, which some schools maybe are not doing, but but can do if they if they apply these standards. And, and also focus primarily on key elements of the professional relationship with, with teachers to ensure that all pupils attain the best possible standards. So it's bringing everything that you need together to, to help make the teachers, teaching assistants role um, much more productive, really. And I, you know, I'm, I'm certain that when, when you read the document um, itself, that we'd all agree with the quest and, and what it what it's, it advocates and stands for. Achieve, yeah, it's it's interesting that it, it wasn't uh, rolled out as 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 intended. But Andy, there are lots of acronyms used to describe teaching assistants. I've heard HLTAs, TAs. What 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 do these all mean? Yeah, you, you know, you're right, Georgie, there, there's a lot of different job titles um, and, and some different practice between schools. So you've said you've, we've got teaching assistance is probably the most common, um, I would say, but also learning support assistance, HLTAs, which stands for a higher level teaching assistant, where that member of staff achieved a level three um, qualification, special needs support staff, SEN teaching assistants, early years practitioners, bilingual assistants. So there's there's all kinds of different um, roles in general. I guess the common thread is these are not colleagues that are regularly planning and teaching whole classes. It's usually about supporting an individual or a small group of students that have got some kind of um, additional need. And you know we've talked in other podcasts about um, some of the EEF guidance reports. Um, there was a really useful report that they published on the effective deployment of teaching assistants. Um, so some schools have taken that on board and changed some of the way that that role operates because, you know, they've recognised schools are spending a lot of money on these teaching assistants and that it's a good idea to make sure that that is being deployed in a way that has the biggest impact on children's progress. And, and Debbie, what is the role of the teaching assistant? I think for me, the, the key words are learning, attainment, promoting independence, self-esteem and, and social inclusion. Well, we're talking about supporting pupils to be able to access the varied curriculums, join in with the learning and feel a real sense of pride and accomplishment. Uh, there's a massive amount of school funding, as, uh, as Andy's mentioned, about, you know, that's spent on TAs. And TAs are an integral part of the school workforce, and they, they do make up a, a large part of the school workforce in many schools. And the majority of TAs that I have had the pleasure of working with uphold the highest standards and expectations of themselves. And by doing this, just by default, their work ethic creates a common framework of expectations anyway. And I see that a lot in, in the schools where I've worked, some exceptional TAs out there. I think it's the, the underrated uh, individuals, isn't it, within the uh, the schools. So Andy, as a school 
Leader, you've probably got different concepts, and and but also I think you probably agree with some of the things that Debbie's sharing here. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I was reflecting about the the role of the teaching assistant recently, and we've really struggled to recruit teaching assistants um, over the past twelve to eighteen months. You know, it's a really important role in school. They're providing such valuable support to some really vulnerable um, children and students. And we're really struggling to get people to fill those roles. And I started to think about why that was. And, you know, there's possibly lots of reasons. Um, but one that I think is it, it was a role that traditionally I don't think schools did invest much CPD in development and training opportunities in. But there were people willing to do it for quite a low salary because it was one of the very few jobs that were could fit around your own children um, and picking up up or dropping off your own children at school, you gave them the school holidays. So for that reason, I think some colleagues put up with low pay and a lack of training and investment because they got that out of it. But actually, post COVID, there's now so many more opportunities for those staff to find jobs where it's working from home, it's flexi time, there's a lot more flexibility, there's not that same appeal. So I think it's more important than ever that to attract people into that role of te teaching assistants and to retain them in it, we really think about the professionalism of the role and how as a school we are committed to developing those staff, um, you know, making sure all teaching assistants have got a career development plan, that they have access to regular training and opportunities and that we're constantly investing in people and upskilling them. Um, you know, as Debbie said, we've, we've done that with teachers forever and sometimes it's been a a slightly forgotten part of the school workforce which is just really sad when when they've got such important work to do. Absolutely and I, and I think you know it's great when you actually see a teaching assistant start and join and then actually love the job so much that they then want to progress and and grow into becoming a, a fully fledged teacher so it is it's almost sort of you know a, a workforce succession plan if nothing else. Um, so Debbie, tell us how the professional standards for teaching assistants are laid out, please. Well, there, there are four themes. The professional standards for teaching assistants are set out in, in these four themes, which are personal and professional conduct. And we will look at all these across the series of podcasts that, that we're doing. So we've got personal and professional conduct. We've got knowledge and understanding, teaching and learning working with others within each theme uh, sorry pardon me working with others and, and within each theme there are several standards expected of teaching assistants these themes been chosen andy i think it, it's taking a holistic view of the role um the responsibilities of the role and, and what a teaching assistant would be doing day to day and grouping them in a really sensible way so of course we need the personal and professional conduct and um you know, awareness of safeguarding and how to interact with children and things, that's integral to the role. Knowledge and understanding of what it means to be an effective teaching assistant. Teaching and learning is obviously the bread and the butter of what we do. And if they're not supporting students to learn in a more effective way, then you know, they're not having the value that they could. Um, and finally, working with others is just so important because um, they usually are being deployed in a classroom with a classroom teacher and they're also working with a SENCO and they need to work really effectively with, with that SENCO, with the classroom teacher that they're with, potentially with 
um, speech and language therapists, external support that are also working with the same children in a multi-agency way. So I think they've really just identified what are the key themes? If we get these right, this is going to have the biggest impact on the ability of a teaching assistant to perform their role as well as they can. And Debbie, we mentioned knowledge and skills earlier. Could you elaborate here? Yes, of course. Uh, teaching assistants should have appropriate knowledge and skills to help lead professionals support pupils in achieving the maximum outcomes. So having those knowledge and skills uh, will really bring strength to the to the TA and what they are trying to achieve within within the school. So school leaders are, are skilled to make judgments about the type and level of knowledge and skills that the individual teaching assistants need. So we as leaders need to know and understand what they need to thrive um, and bring the best outcomes. And, and this will vary according to the job role. And, and here we're talking about subject knowledge, specialist skills, and knowledge to support pupils with special educational needs or disabilities, knowledge of the curriculum as well, uh, lesson planning and evaluation and behaviour management strategies. So Andy mentioned the Education Endowment Foundation, which has got some fantastic research linked to TAs. And, you know, please do have a look at that. You'll, you'll find that most interesting and useful. So, yeah, I hope that's answered your question, Georgie. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, uh, a harmless plug here, but Connects Academy have actually got a, a whole uh, list of courses that we have designed specially for teaching assistants, um, including how to be an amazing teaching assistant. So hopefully some of you listening may be inspired to have a little go and a little look at those. Um, thanks, Debbie and Andy, as ever. Lots of food for thought. And I know we're going to really unpack these conversations um, as we go through our, our sessions. It's absolutely clear to me that teaching assistants are massively valued and actually play a key role in supporting our children to flourish. And it only seems befitting to support and grow them. It's going to be most interesting as we look at each of the professional standards. And next week, I'm looking forward to talking to you both about the professional and personal conduct standard. Thank you both for joining me today. You can, uh, you've been listening to After the Bell. You can catch and pick up our podcast on a weekly basis, which is designed to give you quick tips and discussion points around all things educational. And uh, we hope that you can listen to that as part of your daily commute. If you're cooking your dinner or walking the dog or an opportunity just for a bit of time for you. Take care and thanks for listening to After the Bell.